You maniac! 24-7 radio. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Go to SeanTGreen.com and click the Amazon link to support the show. And now, live from Silver Lake, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! Alright everyone, welcome to The Green Room. We're doing it live here on SeanTGreen.com, presented by 24-7 Comedy, and of course, our good, good friends over at Amazon, of course, Logan mentioned them and uh, explained uh, very concisely, very informatively. <laughs> Just totally oh, slurred over those words, but you know, Logan totally nailed that read. All right, good times, didn't guys. Didn't read it. No, he didn't <laughs> read it. Yeah, I said read because normally when you say read, uh, you know, it's a it's an industry term for commercial copy. It means someone's actually reading a sheet in front of them. Logan went no script, totally improvised and uh, nailed it. Nice work, Logan. You should always do it that way. I seem to always screw it up when I'm reading it. Yeah, I felt like uh, this was a really relaxed read. You didn't get in your head. Sometimes I think maybe you get uh, ahead of yourself in the read or you're, you know, a lot of times I'll have a guest here and then you want to try to impress the guest. Maybe you get, <laughs> maybe. You get a little in your head. What, I don't know. What, what do you think psychologically happens sometimes with the reads? No, those are probably good analyses. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um. Yeah, I just get in my head like I am right now. I don't know how to answer the question. I really don't. I don't know why I screwed up. That's got to be it because I'm pretty articulate, I think, usually. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's, it's, I mean, you don't have to, yeah, you don't have to totally uh, examine yourself psychologically there. But, yeah, I mean, uh, brought you on or suggested you as the announcer because I feel like you're articulate. Yeah, and then I get on and I'm like, and uh, now here's your the host that your host your the, he's the host of the show Sean Green. I always do that. It's all right. That's how it goes, man. But you so, know what? I just needed some time off. It's been a while since I've been on the show, and I yeah. think I'm, I'm refreshed, ready to go. How does it feel taking a break from the podcast? Now you're back in the mix. What have you been up to, Logan? I feel like I've been doing the podcast. We just haven't been able to sync up. You've been uh, very busy lately. No, I've been. Uh, I don't know. We usually do it on Thursdays, and then the uh, last few months or so over the summer, I think it that changed, and it's just kind of, I don't know, whenever you can get a guest. or And you've been busy, too. Like, you've been out of town. Yeah, a lot of it started, has. I've were, been on the road, too. Yeah, you were out of town two weeks in a row, and then there were probably two weeks or something after that where we just couldn't sync up, because I usually take Thursday off, and then I just plan other days. I don't know. Yeah, like you said, I mean, you last week I feel like you booked a guest and I had already told my girlfriend I was going to go visit her <laughs> or something. I don't know. Well, now you're not going to... And gonna... you're like, oh, it's tonight. And I'm like, oh. Well, tonight. yeah, and it's one of those things. The guest is like, hey, this is the only night I can do it. So it's like, all right, well, I guess you don't got to do that. But now you're going to be able to... Uh, you won't have to visit your girlfriend anymore, Logan. You're going to be moving in with your girlfriend. Is That's this right. the first time you've ever lived with a woman? It is. And speaking of visiting my girlfriend, I get in my own head about that. Like, <laughs> oh, I need to go visit her. She's going to think I don't love her anymore. But it's like she she never says anything like that or like, oh, why don't you see me more? But in my own mind, I'm just like, oh, man. You, you get, get, you get in your there. own head. You feel like, well, and that's it. That's the thing, too. Chicks won't say that uh, they don't feel like you're spending enough time with them until right. it's too late. Exactly. Put it this way: If they're bringing up the fact that you're not spending enough time with them, you've already, already cheating on you. <laughs> well, whatever. You've already you've already kind of been punished some way. You might not realize it, or <laughs> right. you're like, "Hey, the relationship isn't the same as it was," and then you backtrack and realize, "Oh, maybe I wasn't spending enough time with you." But like, as soon as the guy realizes enough quality time isn't spent together, it's either. Some punishment has already been happening, or it might be too late. Generally, if you're, you're probably doing the right thing by being ahead of the game, honestly. Yeah, exactly. I know what I'm doing. Let's now move you're... in with her. I don't want to piss her off. <laughs> See, well, you got to stay on her good side moving in with her. Um, what are your – now, this is a first time living with a woman, first time moving in with a girlfriend, getting pretty serious here. 
What any sort of concerns going in? Are there stuff you do right now that you're worried might annoy her? Yeah, I'm is there pretty stuff messy. that is there stuff that she does that you're like, oh, I don't know if I can live with that? Just basic stuff going in, or any sort of a any sort of nerves or if anything you're worried about. This is something I th- I think I've told her before, but she still says it. It's just a saying she always says. If something really sucks, she goes, ah, oh, it is what it is, though. I hate it when ev- anyone says that, and my own girlfriend says it all the time. It's like that just mean it's that just means it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> why not just say it sucks, but I can't do anything about it? That's more like that's what you're really saying, right? It, it is, is what it is. Okay, you're just saying nothing. You might as well just <laughs> not say anything. I don't know. It's just a I know. circle it, of a saying. There are there are weird, a lot of weird phrases like that, or just invite like advice, like hey, be yourself. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's a great yeah. piece of advice. Okay, we're back on the podcast. Had to yell Awkward. my dog for a little, little bit. Yelled I hate at the it dog when two off. friends fight. <laughs> Yelled at the dog off, Mike. No, but you were saying it is what it is. That is a uh, the classic expression. I, I know what you mean. That's kind of frustrating because it's it is what it is. It's just like why why are you acknowledging it? Just say right. like you said. Just Either go. Don't say anything that sucks. or say. If you really want to express how you feel, then do that. Don't just say it is what it is because that doesn't say anything. Right. And I think a lot of times they say as kind of like an acknowledgement of support because a lot of times I've realized with women, it's not so much they want you to fix the problem or whatever. It's just to acknowledge and be supportive that you know that there is a problem. Oh, that's another thing is she will say like, oh, you should have done this. And it's like, right, well, I should have, but that's in the past. It's probably just a man-woman thing. I'll probably run into that type of thing. Yeah, typical. uh, But they're pretty low. I mean, they're pretty non-issues, you know? Yeah. You seem pretty pretty excited, move in with the uh, girlfriend. Yeah, honestly, I've I've never lived with a woman. I mean, well, currently we have a female roommate, but I feel like uh, that doesn't count. I've lived with uh, female roommates before. Lived with one in uh, college who was way less cool than the current one we have. The one I lived with, uh, I, I lived in a house in Penn State on the uh, south side of south side of Penn State, Gill Street, for any uh, PSU listeners. And uh, yeah, it was like eight people, eight bedrooms. The idea was that it was pretty fun, but uh, I mean, she was kind of a uh, just a sourpuss. Oh, that's I mean, I don't. Yeah, I remember they were getting like pissed at me for partying too much or, or stuff like that. But I, I would were just you tell partying them, in the house. Yeah, but I would do it in the basement, and then they could they claim that they could hear it on the second floor. So it was a lot of like dumb arguments like that. What were their majors? Uh, I think she was accounting. So you know, okay, accounting major. I mean, I mean, maybe if she was in law school or something, she was really trying to hit the books hard. Right. I mean, uh, I wish... you even study for accounting? That's just mostly math, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know it or you don't. That's what I always hated about math. I always got... I think I could have been an engineer if I... I just hate (laughs) proving over and over that I already know... Yeah. I know how to fucking do algebra. Why do I have to do 100 problems? Can I do three (laughs) problems and doesn't that prove that I understand it? Moving on. Exactly. Yeah. Accounting, very uh, repetitious, I would imagine. And whatever her her thing was, uh, I was being too loud and whatever. She was just uh, oh the worst was, so we were moving in to the house, and I had assumed that we were all moving in. Oh, one of the guys was moving in, and I was like helping him move his stuff in. And I had randomly been up there a couple of months before, and had met the couple. There are actually two girls living in the house, and we were moving the stuff in. And he was like, oh, yeah, so what do you think of the other roommates, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I met the two girls. and eh, they're cool, whatever. And I was just like, the one's kind of like, yeah, kind of okay. And then the other one's like, oh, man, real kind of bitch and red hair and just, like, not fun, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, cool. And Wait, then, did you throw red hair in there? Well, yeah, because she was she Just was a red. defining feature? Right. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I pointed – I made it clear that I knew this – this girl and thought she was kind of a bitch and not that attractive. And we were, and then it turned out that this guy that I was helping move this stuff in, that was his girlfriend and they were dating. (laughs) 
Wow. So probably didn't start things off on the right foot in, uh, in hindsight. But, what are you uh, gonna do? yeah, what are you going to do? See? It is what it is. <laughs> what are you going to do? My, uh, my family says that all the time, and that, that drives me crazy. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> no, it's just I just like, ranted about it is what it is, but I say, yeah, what are you going to do a lot? Yeah, it just feels like it just a feels defeatist. In a it, it, yeah, and right. Obviously, you're not being a dick by just throwing that out there, but it does just feel like this defeatist attitude of like, what are you going to do? There's nothing you can do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's not helpful. You're not helping me ease my concerns. You're just driving me more crazy. <laughs> you have no control, Sean. That's what I should say to people. <laughs> right. You should just say if someone says something like that, or you come in the situation and go, hey. Well, you're life- powerless, so uh, <laughs> give up. <laughs> life is a complete shit storm. It's completely random. You'll be lucky if anything works out in your life. Best of luck. I mean, it's. We're less- all going to die someday, and it's never going to matter. No one's going to remember you, so, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> but see, that's probably, in all honesty, that's probably a better assessment of the situation. You're giving someone an honest take. I feel like. Uh, I would at least I would at least get a laugh at that if if you were if I was in a tight situation you threw that out there I, I would chuckle at that noted oh wait I already used it I guess yeah you kind of already stepped on your toes there Logan uh, good times I um, saw a couple of movies uh, as of late I I'm not a normally a uh, not normally a big movie person and I was thinking about it because yeah my family we would never go to the movies really growing up as kids. Like, it was just, I don't know, we just never went to the movies. I do remember my, like, occasionally we would rent movies. But I, the only one I remember renting would be the um, Monty Python Search for the Holy Grail. Oh, and then wow. my, my mom would, well, because my dad was a big fan of Monty Python. But that I think my mom got really sick of it because my dad would just <laughs> walk around going, knee, knee. Oh, God, what a dork. <laughs> yeah. My dad was a huge fan of Monty Python, so he enjoyed that, and he would just kind of go around just going, knee, knee. My mom, my mom would freak out, Tom, stop saying knee all the time. <laughs> but uh, I've seen a couple couple movies lately. I have a girlfriend now, and I think that's really why they develop movies, because it's just like, all right, you get sick of just saying, I don't know, what do you think we should do? Or yeah. uh, what do you think we should have for dinner? So... Society invented movies as a way to just kill a couple hours and then feel like you're bonding. Yeah. And I'd like to spend time with you, but I don't feel like talking. You want to just w- w- sit forward and w- look at a screen? <laughs> exactly. It's like – Pay eight bucks, same as a dinner. Look, I'm looking for an opportunity where I don't have to make eye contact the entire time. We don't have to come up with different things to say. Uh, but it still feels like a bonding experience. I don't know, a movie. <laughs> God bless society for figuring that out. And I feel like as far as a boyfriend, it pays off. You get points of like, oh, I took you to the movies. That's a positive thing. Yeah, plus you get some experience, get to talk about <laughs> yeah, the movie the, with people. One like more it. thing you can mention. like, oh, well, I so really we'll, feel like I have nothing to talk with anyone about. I don't follow sports. I never see movies. The only movie I saw recently was Paranorman, which was awesome. Now, Logan, speaking of... Movies you just randomly see with your girlfriend. I also saw Paranorman, and I'll, t- I'll tell you. Think? Well, here's here's the story. I our plan was to go see the campaign. Will Ferrell, Zach Galifianakis over at the ArcLight. Bought tickets ahead of time. Show up at the ArcLight. Um, go to the little booths, the uh, little like ticket windows, to claim our tickets. And there's four of those. Three of them are broken, so only one's working, so it's kind of a long line. Then they also have – obviously they have the regular line where you can just go up to a uh, a movie person, whatever they call them, an employee, and buy your tickets there. But we had already prepaid for the tickets, so we're in line waiting to get the tickets. Takes a while. Get the tickets. Walk upstairs. Hand them to the uh, <laughs> guy ripping the tickets. Sorry, I can't let you in. I have a whole theater full of people, and if I just can't allow you to come in late. They have this policy what? at Arclight. If you come more than 10 minutes late, 
We came, literally, I looked at my watch. It was 11 minutes late. They would not let us in. I was like, this is ridiculous. Your machines weren't working for us to get the tickets. I'm sorry. You can just take that up downstairs. I can't let you into that theater. What a pile of shit Arclight is. It's like a really nice movie theater. Hey, you can pick your own seats. Yada, yada, yada. But... And it is nice, but they charge you an arm and a leg and have these policies where I I don't understand. Who is that benefiting? No one's complaining about someone coming in. Have you ever noticed once a movie started, anyone coming in late and, like, destroying your movie-going experience? Only when they come in and go, Karen, you in here? (laughs) Yes. But if they don't do that, yeah, it's dark and the the stairs are on the sides. It never bothers you. I feel like, especially at this place where they have assigned seats, you know where to go. Yeah, I granted if it was a completely packed movie and they weren't assigned seats, yeah, you might have that movie or that move in the movies where you go, Karen, Karen, hey, where are you? Blah, blah, blah. I feel like between cell phones and the fact that they're assigned seats, it's not a huge deal. Also, it was like randomly a Sunday night. The campaign was nowhere near sold out. No one is going to even fucking notice oh, if man. I come in. And the the, By doors... the way, is the start time the previews or the actual movie? No, no. They started right on time. Well, no. Oh. I mean, I probably would have missed a few previews regardless. Anytime you go to a movie theater, it's not like the movie theater doors are right on the side and you open the door and, like, light shines everywhere. No, they're <laughs> specifically, like, placed behind the theater so that you open it up. None of the lights fills in. You walk on the sides. It's yeah. set up so that people can come and go. Like, right. if someone – basically, the same thing is if someone went to the bathroom during the middle of the film and came back. Is that – in is that disrupting your movie-going experience to the point that that guy should not be allowed back in? Isn't that the same merit? Isn't that the same thing you're saying? Basically, if I'm to show up 10 minutes after the movie started and you're not going to allow me in, isn't that the same thing as not allowing me in after I go to the bathroom? Isn't what, is there any difference between those two things? No, absolutely not, especially if that your whole party is there. It's not like you're meeting someone. Anyway. I I don't understand. I go back downstairs to the ticket-taking person or whatever, another movie employee. (laughs) They must have names. They wear those goofy Box office employee, whatever. Box officer? Yeah, exactly. And I go to her. I go, hey, yeah, we showed up 11 minutes late, but it was because you guys didn't have all these machines were broken. Point over to the broken machines. Well, yeah, that's our policy. Okay. Well, I'd like my money refunded. Well, normally that's not our policy. Okay, obviously you're saying normally this isn't our policy because you're going to make the exception. And then she refunded my ticket. She wanted to give me whatever, like a movie credit for the for the same film or whatever. I was like, no, give me my money back. This is horseshit. Then I got the parking validated and left. Yeah. I stuck it to him, Logan. Arclight Wait, also, so how did that lead to Paranorman? Oh, so... We were supposed to see the campaign, still wanted to, to a see a movie. Theater. Yeah. Went over to El, uh, the, the Vista. No, the no. Vista right here in uh, Los Feliz, Silver Lake, which is a really great theater. They only play one movie at a time, but it's much cheaper than any of the other surrounding movie theaters. It's a quality place, great popcorn. Everyone's super friendly. They only play one movie. Okay. But the thing is, when that movie comes in that you want to see, you go there, you have a great experience, <laughs> great time, saw Paranorman, awesome, enjoyed it. What was your take on Paranorman, Logan? I loved it. Uh, we did take Danielle's two-year-old son, and I think he was not old enough for it, <laughs> but he liked it. So I'm kind of happy that he got to see kind of a good movie. It is definitely aimed for like teenagers, but... I mean, it's got some, like, sexual innuendo and... Yeah, and so the two-year-old really... was really into it? Into well, the sexual not... innuendo? No, I mean, not that. <laughs> well, that's what makes it for older kids, but also it's really scary, like, at some moments. For, like, a baby, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the end was pretty freaky. I mean, put yourself in the seat of a... Right. No, two-year-old. I mean, it's hard for me to even remember the whole movie. I was drunk, but... Um... <laughs> but I liked it a lot. It was really funny. Yeah, basically it's a claymation film about a kid who – basically it's like The Sixth Sense but for claymation, right? I mean the whole premise is the kid can see dead people. No one else can. Yeah, but then there's also – There's like a story about the town is cursed and he's got to end the curse and uh, 
part of the curse is that these zombies come to life and these zombies are pretty funny and pretty scary sometimes. Again, I watched it with a baby. <laughs> so I feel like in my mind it's really scary, but it, really it's not scary at all. But I don't know. Looking at it through the now, eyes what is of a kid, a, what is a two-year-old? Are you worried? Like when you go into the theater with a two-year-old, are you worried like, oh, he's going to – maybe you won't enjoy this and then maybe we got to leave – or I don't want to ruin everyone else's thing. What What's your thoughts bringing in a two-year-old to a movie theater? Are you worried? We've taken him to, like, at least four movies, and he's always been good. So, I don't know. And we were the only ones in the theater <laughs> for Paranorman. So, yeah, I actually Paranorman. pulled that move where I was like, Danielle? <laughs> Sawyer, are you guys in here? Hello? Because there they were sitting in the middle of, like, empty seats. It was crazy. And it, I don't know, it was, the movie was only out for like a week or two. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't think it was really, um, I don't think it was really a huge box office hit. Oh, and there was a really awesome twist. So it is a kid's movie. <laughs> and then at the, and then this, like, it's about this little kid and his big sister's like, just like, you know, the gum chewing, typical, like, blonde, let's say cheerleader, but she didn't. You know, it didn't show that she was a cheerleader, but she was just like a teenager, like, oh my god, shut up, you're gross. And then she like fell in love with this jock during the movie. Yep. And the whole time she kept being like, oh, Johnny, let's hang out more. And he'd be like, all right, sure, whatever. And like the whole movie, obviously they're cartoons, but you're just like, what's up with this guy? He doesn't seem interested <laughs> at all. And then at the very end, he's like, she's like, hey, Johnny, don't you want to see that new movie that's out? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, man, where do you meet my boyfriend? You're going to love him. It was just like, what? They put that in a movie, like in a kid's movie, but it was great. The way yeah, they executed and, uh, it. And now I know as a super conservative, you're offended that the fact that they're throwing <laughs> homosexual messages in a kid's movie. But, Logan, this is a different time. No, no I'm I, saying I, it was cool. <laughs> no, I know. It is It is uh, that I, I noticed that as well, that it, it is kind of like a totally different time when – before, it would just kind of be alluded to that the guy was kind of quasi-gay or whatever, and it would never have been, like, officially spoken of. Yeah, but but the fact that right he was out. like, yeah, no, definitely, I have a boyfriend. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's always a weird thing, because the movie can't make fun of the fact that he has a boyfriend, but obviously they're kind of making jokes that this guy is not into girls. It's, it's, a, it's a weird line to cross. I don't feel like it was a homophobic work. joke. It was more of, like... She, the whole movie, she's trying to get him, and at the end, he's just like, oh, yeah, so I'm never going to be into you, ever. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was good. Um, and, you know, I don't know. The ghost girl was scary. The story was pretty good. <laughs> I keep saying scary. I keep catching myself like, it's not scary, You're really Logan. spooked out, Logan? <laughs> I mean, it was a claymation movie. I like movie. movies like that. It's a fun, scary movie. Like, Yeah, but it wasn't scary. I yeah, mean, but it was – it's there was nothing scary fun. about it's like it. like Halloween fun, like like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas or something. Not scary, yeah, but there's but, creepy vibes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean it was pretty <laughs> – <laughs> it was pretty tame. It was uh, yeah. PG rated, right? Yeah. <laughs> it should be R rated though. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't that spooky. Speaking of uh, another movie though, I saw Lawless. I saw it at the uh, same theater – Went there with the girlfriend, was hanging out, and uh, this woman, like, stopped. We're sitting there, about, the movie's about to start. This woman just like, bam, 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 <laughs> stomps by us. And I was kind of almost like, hey, what the hell? Like, she almost stomped, and, like, walked on my foot. Just very, <laughs> just like, seemed out of control walking to her seat. She sits down couple rows over, I noticed she's by herself. Immediately, kind of a couple of red flags come up. I'm like, oh, okay, I wonder what's going on here. Sitting there, hanging out, uh, whispered to the girlfriend, like a joke, early on in the movie. And this, the girl, a couple seats over, busts out laughing. And I'm like, what? Was she listening to my joke? I don't know what's going on. This is, we're watching Lawless. Right. It's a... I heard I mean, you talking about this. Yeah, in the Logan world. knows where I'm going, but it was—it's a pretty serious film. Uh, it's a action western film. Not a lot of laughs in there, and so I'm like, oh, she just—there must have been a joke we missed. Blah blah blah. Watch the film a little bit more and more. This chick just starts laughing, 
and laughing. And laughing at inappropriate times. I mean, not that there's a lot of comedy moments in the film, but she just laughs the entire time. Like, anytime there's a dramatic pause of like, hey, I don't know if I want you in this county. <laughs> and at first I thought, I was like, oh my god, this, what the, she's just one of these hipsters, she's just being sarcastic and ironic, but just, oh hey, my thing is I just go to movies by myself and laugh <laughs> at them to make fun at how cheap, because they're, the lines are kind of cheesy, the, the, there's a lot of dialogue. Well, why ruin the experience for everyone? That's something to do, like, in a beast, you know. Yeah, whatever, VCR, the dialogue's but... not, yeah, dialogue's god, I'm not. such an old man. Yeah, you really are, Logan. The dialogue's not the sharpest around, but she was just kept laughing, and I was like, this is getting out of control. And then something happened where she just like kept laughing and was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this woman, I, it just immediately hit me. I was like, oh, my God, this woman is mentally retarded. And I was like, oh, oh my God. So she's just by herself. Someone probably who's like one of her caretakers just dropped her off at the movies. Was like, hey, enjoy yourself. And she was just laughing and laughing regardless of whether it was appropriate in the film or not. And then I'm sitting there and trying not to laugh. But then when she laughs, I'm laughing at her laughing inappropriately. So I laugh. And then she hears other people laughing, and then that makes her laugh more. So it's like, <laughs> and then I'll go, <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> like she takes that laugh and rolls with it. To the point that like the laughter is getting out of control. So finally, we're like, all right, we got to go sit somewhere else because this is. I want to kind of see the movie. Like I'm fixated on this lady, and just waiting for her to laugh at every moment. Right. So go sit on the other edge of the theater, post up, it's going well, and then as the movies, and I can still hear, like, she's still laughing, still getting laughs, <laughs> like, slowly, the laughs are still hanging on, like, realize she's kind of building into something, and basically, at the end of the movie, she was getting a shit ton of laughs to the point that, like, she had turned the film. Like, any sort of dramatic pause or any sort of moment that the film tried to have, she would just get a gut-busting laugh, <laughs> and she was just on board with it. And the peop- there was no one sitting close enough to her to realize, oh my god, this woman is mentally challenged, or, or something is askew. And they-, they just got sucked up into the laughter... To the point that it turned the film. Like, it turned it from a serious action adventure to she turned it into a comedy. Were other people laughing with her? Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, she was the (laughs) epicenter of laughing, and the laughing was growing around it. And you could tell, just because I was in it originally and and then went way off to the side, you could tell that it was all based on the fact that this woman was just loving her life and just having a great time <laughs> oh good for her no she had a blast she stomped out of there and was just <laughs> could not be happier to just down some raisinettes and just live life and it's weird to just be jealous and just be like god yeah. i wish i could just have that simple appreciation and just i, I know it sounds horrible like wishing you were mentally retarded but there is something of just <laughs> being that. Didn't know you were going there. Well, I, I mean, obviously, hey, if you just, ask her parents, they would be like. to the head away from making it happen. Hey, maybe we can, uh, you know, I'm sure we got some aerosol cans kicking around here, some paint thinner. We can make this happen. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you sound like a complete asshole if you say, hey, I want to be retarded. But there is something to just like, oh, imagine – not kind of being stressed out by your own thoughts. Basically, a lot of my problems just come from my own mental stress and my own mental issues. So I feel like if I could just get outside of my head and relax and just kind of take life as it is, yeah, I would be... Enjoy the simpler things. Yeah, it, and I try to do that, obviously, but it's one of those things like, hey, easier said than done, but... People who are mentally kind of put in that place where they can't overwork themselves or stress themselves out still have a uh, seemingly have a very positive outtake on life. And that's another thing. 
you know, everyone has this thought that, hey, if I was paralyzed or if I was in a coma, I wouldn't uh, want the doctors to let me live anymore. And I don't even know how you decide that. It's funny that people have strong opinions one way or the other on that. My thing is like, <laughs> hey, man, just let my coma ride out. I feel like if I was in a coma, I wouldn't be burdened by being in a coma. Like, yeah. hey, I'm probably going to die anyway. Hey, worst case scenario, one in a million shot, I come back to life. If not, I'm dead. I don't feel like you're really – and now, I mean, doctors, maybe they can study your brain waves and see like – Oh, hey, X, Y, or Z, this guy's in pain. But I feel like in general, if I'm hooked up to a ventilator, just let that ventilator go, man. I mean, imagine I imagine how different is it from a nap, really? Like, you're living, you're breathing to some degree, even if a – hey, even better. You don't have to do the, all the breathing work you used to have to do. <laughs> you're just letting some machine do the breathing for you. You're still – your brain's working on some sort of level that you're not – or if your brain's dead – that sounds great. You're just hanging out. You're not burdened by a brain. Yeah. Does that not sound awesome? You're time traveling to the future. You won't remember all that time in between where you're in a coma. Or you just pass into no longer being alive, which <laughs> wow. I imagine, hey, is death anything that much different than being brain dead? Why? I mean, yeah. who's so quick to jumpstart the death process? Like, hey, let's just hang out. Let me do my little breathing thing on the machine, and uh, we'll play it by ear from here. I, I don't need How much to, like, is this power bill, really? Just let it run. <laughs> I know. What are they worried about? I, I can see, like, if you're up. somehow in pain, but if I'm in a coma, it sounds like I'm pretty chill. Yeah, it's funny you bring this up, because I just was, today, was watching uh, Norm MacDonald clips. He's great. He's, his best work is just being a guest on talk shows. It's too bad yeah, you can't awesome. make a living just doing that. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was during the – was it Terry Chivo? Yeah. The, the Living Will thing? <laughs> it must have been during that time he was on some talk show, Letterman or Conan or something, and he was like, you know, it's really crazy that you have to have a living will now. You have to specifically write to your family, please, for God's sake, don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you can imagine his delivery. It's yeah, no, he's perfect. I mean, it is hilarious. Why would you get rid of the feeding tube? Like, hey, yeah. this is really a burden to me. What about the person that's living off the feeding tube? Make your peace with it yourself. Like, are you are you that desperate to clean out Terry's room? Like, what? Right. I, I get it. You want to move on, but move on and just realize she's in some vegetable state that might be awesome for her. You never know. And like you said, hey, the electricity bill's not that much. I'm sure you can get some sort of government program to cover it. It's not like we're that desperate to – I realize we're cutting costs here and there, but no one's literally turning off someone's ventilator to save a couple bucks. And By the yeah, way, whatever happened with that? Did they kill her? I don't even remember. Yeah, she's dead. Um, I think oh. it was uh, – I think it was her husband or whatever uh, – Eventually got the feeding tube stopped. And then the husband also is the guy, I think, uh, who is going to benefit from the life insurance policy. So there was all these other things. Because yeah. it's weird. It's a weird move where, I mean, I, I don't even know if it was anything malicious on his part. Maybe there was. I mean, I don't know. It's not like he made her fall into a coma. I forget what it was. But, yeah, it's that, it's that weird <laughs> thing of, like, he's the guy that's going to benefit from her having the feeding tube turned off. Yeah, that whole thing. So yeah, I, I, like I said, just stay, man. Let the, the, the let them chill for a while. Yeah, I agree. What's the worst case scenario? Don't kill me, Logan. I won't kill you. But was uh, oh, what was killing me the other day was you were watching uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, and there was a guest on <laughs> yes. that I didn't recognize. Logan, Logan, take me through this uh, guest that we had saw. He looked familiar to me, but I, I didn't right. really know who he was. So uh, Bill Maher does his normal intro to the show. He has talks to some guest, you know, someone who advised Bill Clinton or something. And then he walks over to the panel and introduces three people. And the third person was, uh, oh, man, I forgot his name. <laughs> Jason Alexander. Jason Alexander. George Costanza from Seinfeld, and he had a full head of hair. <laughs> and this is a guy famous for being bald. 
And they never mentioned it the whole show. And every time it cut to him, it was just like a big joke. I mean, I felt like that retarded woman in the movie. I was just like, he's ah, ah. like trying to be serious, talking about politics. But meanwhile, he's obviously has a toupee on, and he obviously, I I know he's bald. I've watched him for thirty years or something be bald, or maybe twenty years, and now all of a sudden he has hair, and no one brings it up on a comedy show where the host is a comedian. I I thought that was insane. It was it was insane to see people not mention it. And then I went online, and I guess it happened last year. I don't know if he's still sticking with it, or maybe that was an older show, or maybe he is just sticking with it. And it starts off, he wrote this whole blog about it, and it was hilarious. It was like, all right, so I guess everyone's been asking about my new hair. Um, what you're looking at is a semi-permanent hairpiece. And semi-permanent what? means I can shower, uh you know, go swimming in it, the whole thing. Basically, he goes, listen, all right, my, I had been losing my hair. Obviously, we all know that. He goes, and it got to the point that it was a problem. It was, uh, I could no longer oh, play. after you were, your face was on television, national television? Because I could no years. longer play roles where what? guys had hair. I, <laughs> I could uh, only play cartoonish, silly roles, and I wanted to open up my range. And it became, and the best was, he goes, and furthermore, my uh, very bald head became a distraction. Both on stage and on film, light would reflect off my head and cause distractions on set. (laughs) Wow. Why doesn't he just powder it? The guy's married, Logan. That's a a crazy (laughs) part. That's uh, a crazy part. that wasn't his idea. No, here's like that was, no, it's on. so dumb. It's it so looks dumb. so. I mean, it's the the weird thing is it doesn't even look that bad per se, but it's George Costanza. The part of his whole shtick was that he was a bald guy, so it's so ingrained in your head. That's why it bothers me. Yeah, it does look real. Like if you didn't know who he was, you'd just be like, "Oh, there's a dude." Yeah, and he had I a great line. Really- he goes. I challenged my dermatologist to come up with a hairpiece that would look real and still be able to, uh, you know, to accomplish tasks in the field. Like he had some douchey way of phrasing it. Oh, my God. And uh, I read some interview where he was saying, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's uh, we're still working on it. We're perfecting it. I think we're going to add some, you know, different color. Yeah, that was the other thing. What are you? Yeah, he was not a robot. (laughs) He was not. Done with it. You sound like a chick. Like, and Logan, don't get me wrong. I mean, isn't that why you are a successful dude? Is so that you don't have to worry about having hair. Like, hey, I'm bald, but guess what? I was on Seinfeld. I made a shitload of money. I don't have to get hair because because he was bald. By the way, I feel like that's a big part of. I mean, the casting call must have said bald or balding. Oh, it had to have because. I mean, basically, he was playing the role of Larry David. Can you imagine Larry David not being bald? That takes away all of his comments. Yes. (laughs) I mean, the whole thing, the whole funny thing about George is that he's short, he's bald, he's stocky, as he likes to say. And, yeah, yeah, obviously throwing his hair on, I, I don't know, I get it. He wants to try to not be George. But why not wait till that role comes along? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would have taken him way more seriously. I mean, I feel like comedians, especially when talking about politics and stuff, they're fairly easy to. I mean, they're they're just witty guys. They follow they follow the news. I mean, that's what they do for a living. Right. But, it's uh, really hard to so, take him seriously in a. Oh, here's my take on Uganda, and the whole time you're thinking, what do you know about anything? You think that hairpiece is a good idea. Exactly. The thing is, with a bad hairpiece, you can never give anyone advice. You can never have a strong opinion. You can never be a real leader, because everyone is just sitting there going, oh, I'm not going to listen to this guy. He's got a right. fucking awful hairpiece. That's why, I mean, people respond to hair. Like, that's why, I don't know if there has ever been a bald president in modern times. I don't think there has been. Maybe there was back in the day, you know, before the media. Probably before the media was, like, as, you know, on board with pictures and video and stuff like that. But baldness is seen as kind of a thing of weakness. But a hairpiece is seen as way worse. Oh, no, never mind. Was George Washington bald? Or am I crazy? 
I don't know. I, I mean, I, in my head, I picture a bald guy as, like, having the male pattern baldness. I'm sure George Washington probably didn't have hair or they wore wigs. He did have wooden teeth. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> so he must not have been that good looking. That is funny to think, like, all right, wooden teeth, that's a decent sub. Nah, wooden teeth. I mean, I if you like, have no teeth, you might you got to get do something. Yeah, I feel like you could have done a little bit better than wooden. And what was You're the president after all? Get no, I know exactly. You can't get porcelain. Yeah, you said porcelain, <laughs> ivory. I mean, you were murdering. Listen, we own people back then. You you were you think you're above carving some teeth out of some ivory? Like I feel yeah. like his wooden teeth was not so much a product of the times. Just, Pure laziness out of George Washington, <laughs> and maybe that's maybe that's what you want in a president—a guy who doesn't really care that much about his teeth. I don't want a guy—I don't want Obama thinking about flossing and dental hygiene. I want him thinking about, hey, what are we going to do about Libya? How are we going to handle this situation? Yeah, do you have any thoughts on the current events of yeah, the, um, the embassy strikes and all that? The, the religion, um, Muslim religion, is really fucked up um, when it's taken to these extreme levels. Obviously, there's plenty. Everyone, you know, everyone immediately, if there was anyone listening to the podcast, um, they would have been like, no, oh, you can't say that about the nation of peace and uh, the religion of peace. There's plenty of, hey, I saw people posting on Facebook, a guy that I respect, even so, who posted, uh, oh, we have a military base in half of the Muslim countries, and you think they're rioting about a YouTube video? Yeah, I think they are writing about the YouTube video. That's specifically what they said. I know, and I think they used that as an excuse to like rally people up and hoping that it would be bigger than it was. I think a terrorist group attacked the embassy, and I think they were trying to get the other citizens of that country on their side. By saying like, oh, no, look at the video. This is why we're doing it. Cause yeah, we're I mean, maybe they... Not maybe just they- randomly. Maybe the terrorist group did, but the people that were burning shit were doing it because they saw that video and they blamed the U.S. government. Their whole thing is that the U.S. government, by allowing YouTube to be in existence, essentially they're promoting in their minds, in their dumb you know, Middle Eastern minds, their thing is like <laughs> – and I'm trying to be as insulting as I can, Logan. No, it's they're, true, they're, though. They're, I mean, their minds are like – thinking. Yeah. It, oh, hey, by letting this video go on, blah, blah, blah. Here, and here's it another It prevents thing. a society from being that violent. It really does because you can say whatever you want. Right. Logan, yeah. We That's don't why need we're a, not like We that. don't need this. We're, we're hosting a podcast that, you know – a dozen people listen to. We don't need to sell people on the idea of free speech. We're on board with free speech. <laughs> Obviously, they don't understand the concept of free speech um, because they're dumb people and they're simple-minded people. In the same way that when we lived in the Dark Ages, we got mad at witches and burned witches. The Middle Eastern uh, people who still believe that women can't go out in public, can't show their skin... Uh, that the Prophet Muhammad, if you if you make a sketch with him and Marmaduke, that you have to be uh, <laughs> taken to the death, and yeah. and give it up for the South Park guys for at least going out on the edge. And you know, it's one thing for me to shit on Muslims extremists, uh, but on a you know on some random podcasts, and obviously these guys are just uh, insanely misguided. But at least like the South Park guys who are popular and whose stuff will be seen in. Uh, overseas, or at least like, you know what? Fuck it. We don't care. We're willing to go out and make fun of these people. People need to talk about how bad the Muslim religion is, or whatever they're, whatever the strict inter, or at least the strict interpretation of the Muslim religion, how awful that is, and how awful it is to women, how awful it is to promoting violence. And they're, I don't care your interpretation. What they're doing is awful. You can't just murder people and burn stuff. And someone posted online like, oh, hey, you think they're rioting because of the YouTube video? We have military bases in half the Muslim countries. For Oh, yeah. That was the problem. The Middle East was just a real – it was the Garden of Eden till the <laughs> till America got involved. They're the same people that like – Actually, it literally was, right? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what I was going for. Uh Joke being that, like, it was, it really was the Garden of Eden, but obviously man decided being fallible. If you believe in, uh, <laughs> if you believe in the, uh, the Old Testament, Logan, 
the Middle <laughs> East is a crazy fucked up place. Um, they, they were burning down. I, I did have a moment where I was really cracking up that, you know, these recent riots, and I saw that they're burning like a Taco Bell, a KFC, and a Wendy's. And in my head, I was just like, so it was the YouTube video, not the Baconator or whatever kind of KFC and Taco Bell is trying to sell you guys? If I, if I grew up there and I was Muslim and I – what country was that? Was that Libya where they did that? If I, if I grew up in Libya and I wa- walked over to Wendy's and it was burnt down and I was like, okay, let me go to KFC. I would be angry. <laughs> I'd be Logan, so fucking angry. Logan would be burning. <laughs> Logan would be burning the Torah or uh, the Quran. Logan would be burning the Quran just so that they would stop torching fast food places. He's like, guys, the violence must end. Stop it! I'm just trying to get. A co- <laughs> yeah, it would be tough for us to be. Uh, I'd lead my own revolution. And honestly, like as food. much as I'm insulting these people, I, I have the benefit of being educated and not. You know, having education that wasn't totally dictated by the government and being able to kind of see around stuff. And they probably, uh, I'm guarantee most of them haven't even seen the movie. You know, They've no, just no, heard no, about they it. don't. They don't have the. Internet. No, no, no. They probably did see it. They're just crazy people who think that anytime you insult the Prophet Muhammad, you need to die. Uh, and they're going to try and hunt down and kill this dude. I don't think most of those. Pe- I mean, most of those people can't even read. Um, Depends what country, but I think Libya is probably that way. Egypt isn't. I know in uh, Saudi Arabia, there's a lot of people that can't read. Well, it doesn't matter. They can still watch the video and see. Well, I'm imagining if you can't read, you probably don't have the internet. I don't know. No, no. That's just I, I something think they, that I made up. But they I think feel like no, that no. Be that's case. how this. That's how, in the same way that democracy kind of spread because they were decided to get together and rally around, you know, the whole Arab Spring was based on the internet because these people got together, they found each other on Facebook and said, hey, the government's fucked up. We got to take to the streets and not allow this anymore. Oh, yeah, I guess in the same way too. that, you know, democracy kind of went viral in these Middle Eastern countries, um, so has the idea to just fuck shit up and hate on America. Because they supposedly allow pictures of the Prophet Muhammad. And yeah, it is funny to make fun of Prophet Muhammad. It's funny to make fun of a lot of stuff, all right? By the I way, defended the... every comedian, including this guy, who I don't think he really was a comedian, and he is actually he might actually face charges in America. And I, I don't know what the charges... I mean, I'm sure they're going to try and charge him with like inciting genocide or whatever kind of thing, but... No, they shouldn't. But he no, no, they, he's he's in custody. I I don't know. I haven't now. I'm interested in seeing the movie. He is in custody. He's uh, and he could face charges. Um, Did you see the preview on YouTube? No. What, what is it? What is the video like? It is so hilariously bad. I mean, it's insane that anyone it would make anyone angry, or or that you would think the government was responsible, like. We're famous for our movies in America. And yeah. you watch this movie and people are dubbed over. They're clearly <laughs> in like on a green screen. There's like one scene where an old lady's being dragged by a donkey and she's just like it's like a camera panning uh over a green screen to make her look like she's moving but she's not moving and she's like screaming bloody murder but she's like clearly just sitting there. <laughs> It's the worst production value ever. And the actors apparently don't even know – they didn't even know what they were shooting. And you can – I don't know if that's true or not, but you can kind of see where that might be true because a lot of what they say is dubbed over. Like they'll be like, <laughs> oh, no, fuck Muhammad. But it, when it says Muhammad, it's like a different voice and th- their lips are saying something else. It's just like, what were they saying? Yeah. It's I, bizarre. I, I... The whole thing is crazy. I, I what part do you think of me about, just, have you heard about Mitt Romney like saying uh, Obama was sympathizing with the attackers, but then that caused a whole uproar? No, I didn't see that. Logan, the only thing I know about the uh, current political situation is that whether you vote for Barack Obama or Mitt Romney, you vote for a guy who's not afraid to roll up his dress sleeves. <laughs> I've been posting a lot of pictures on Facebook of all the political candidates. I don't know how I never noticed it before, but now I'm like obsessed with it. 
anytime they go to like a factory or do oh, some yeah. sort of campaign stump speech, they roll up their dress sleeve as like the sign of, hey. I'm not afraid to put America back to work. I know what it's like to be a hardworking guy. And <laughs> look, my sleeves are rolled up. I must have been doing some. I hard found work. them for all, all: Joe Biden, Barack Obama, Paul Ryan, Mitt but, Romney, and then uh, someone was like, "Oh yeah, well, Ron Paul would never do that." I'm like, "Oh yeah." Well, I'm gonna head over to Google <laughs> Images. Not only is Ron Paul well, the weird thing I couldn't find a picture per se of Ron Paul. Doing that, but he's got like a whole line of clothing with a like a cartoon drawing of him rolling up his sleeves, like yeah, and it's giant American flag in the background, like it's time to get to work, like that's the catchphrase. He's got like a rolled up dress sleeve, and I'm just thinking to myself, God, you're just all such douches. (laughs) And yeah, I probably will tie. They unbutton the top button. Probably will end up voting for Obama. But here's the thing about Obama. You want him to make a decision about the Middle East, about health care, about uh, reforming Wall Street. He can't even decide between Leno and Letterman. You know, he does both shows. Like, I feel like if you can't figure out if you're if you meet someone right now, Logan, and they said to you, you ask them, hey, what's your favorite late night show, Leno or Letterman? And their opinion was they're both equally great. Aren't you immediately kind of questioning this person's opinion? Like, Yeah, but he didn't say that. He's just appeared on both of them because he's got to get in front of the most people. Okay, Logan. Way to <laughs> shit on my point. I'm trying to say he can't even – he's not even a Leno guy or a Letterman guy. He can't even have that sort of loyalty. He's got to feel – like, come on. Stick with one or the other. And – wasn't he on? Didn't he do a promo for Lopez or something? Really? Yeah, stupid we really, like that? we really. Last time he was running. He no, did. I think he won the presidency at that point. Yeah, no, was that was the season you're right. after he won. That was uh, that was the more embarrassing part. He was a sitting president, <laughs> and he did a promo for Lopez tonight, and it was just like, "Hey, uh, everyone, watch my good friend George Lopez." Look, George is a good guy. <laughs> Should watch his show. I, lo- I love your person. Obama. Thanks. Hey, that's one more job he costs Americans. He got <laughs> he got George Lopez off the air. George Lopez, after if you're George Lopez, you got to be riding a high, thinking, "Oh my God, the president just did a promo for my show." There's no way I can fuck this TBS late night sitcom or late night talk show up. the The standards are so low for TBS, and somehow, see, this is the thing. Everyone wants to get on uh, Leno's case of like, oh, he should have been nicer to Conan. He should have went out and like been more friendly. Look at what, look at what George Lopez did. George Lopez was like, oh, they're bringing over Conan at eleven. Yeah, sure, I'll take eleven thirty. Next thing you know, oh, all of a sudden George Lopez expendable. Goodbye, George. T- television is a cutthroat industry, and I never blame Jay for any of that shit. Um. The point is, I, I don't. I have a problem with how he handled it. Now, what's your what's your problem with how he handled it? Um. Well, see, Conan never was phony about it on in front of the camera. I mean, he always kind of said what he felt. And but oh, right. Leno, on the, Leno on the other hand was like, "All right, well, you know, it's an honor, Conan, to hand the show off to you." Shook his hand. And then he took the sh- and then he took the time slot in front of it. I, I mean, it's just like he didn't he wasn't ready to retire, and I don't feel like he ever wanted to express that in front of the camera. He did it in yeah. a sneaky way of just. Which, I don't whatever. think I don't I, think I don't, he was I don't even think he was that sneaky about it. He was pretty blatant. He didn't want he didn't want to go. NBC said, "Hey, we're letting Conan take over." He was like, "Okay." I guess you guys are letting Conan take over. He was a good sport about it and didn't shit on him on air. Shook his hand. It was a company man. And then when they they offered him the 10 o'clock spot because they were like, oh, well, Jay Leno can still get huge ratings. We still want to have Jay Leno. They offered him the 10 o'clock spot. He was like, all right, I'll take the 10 o'clock spot. And they were going to fire Conan. So when they were going to fire Conan, Leno was like, yeah, I want my old slot back. I didn't want to leave in the first place. Yeah, I don't know. I would have handled it differently, but whatever. I mean, I don't care. I mean, it's not like I don't think he committed a crime. I don't really care that much. 
I mean, they're all millionaires. <laughs> yeah. It but is... I do, I, you know, I do think that shows a personality flaw, in my opinion, of Jay Leno. And yeah, it's cutthroat business, and, you know, Conan kind of did a similar thing to Lopez, but that doesn't make it all right what Leno did. I don't know. There's just no I, I don't think I don't think Leno did anything wrong. Like, it would be different if Leno voluntarily retired. They pushed him out of that slot. They were saying, "Hey, after five years, we're you know we're bringing in Conan." And he was just like, "Okay." It's not like he decided, "Hey, I'm going to retire," and then he didn't want to retire, and then came back. I guess the best way to put it for me would be: I don't think it was Jay, all Jay's fault, but I do think he didn't handle it the way I would have liked to see someone handle it. You know. Yeah, but he wants to remain likable on camera, so he's not going to go... Oh, that bothered me, too. Oh, and he would say things like, it's not Conan's fault, don't blame Conan. And then, like, Letterman famously, like, went on his show and was like, no one is blaming Conan! (laughs) I mean, but but that's, like, such a backhanded thing. Like, well, you know, I don't have... I don't have any agents, you know, but, you know, Conan's agent's handling it. Don't blame Conan. It's just like, yeah, okay, so you're so likable because you don't have an agent? Shut up. That no. just irks me. Like, Yeah, oh. no, I mean, he is calculated in that way. Like, he wants to come off likable. It is funny how he always does the thing where he goes, I don't even spend my TV money. I, I don't know why he <laughs> thinks that makes him likable. I don't understand that he keeps, like, crowbarring that in. Like, I just spend my stand-up money. So that means you are on television and don't even you're so wealthy you don't even need to use the television money that does not make you likable and relatable i don't know why he always feels the need to crowbar that in no and i i don't know i also never thought he was funny i think he was the least funny host but anyway anyway indeed logan all right perfect time to wrap it it is what it is what are you gonna do perfect way to wrap things up logan you want to uh take us out with a haiku Sure, I'll have to make one up, up on the spot because right. uh, I throw in the music later. All right, let's see. Paranorman, good. Uh, <laughs> second verse, seven, seven syllables. Let's see here. What do we talk about? Um, <laughs> shit. What did we talk about? We covered a lot. Moving in with girlfriend soon. It is what it is. There you go, Logan. That's it. <laughs> That's the key word to get out of the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening to The Green Room. We do it live here every week on ShantiGreen.com.
blood bombshell that could never seem to get along with her mom well moved out at 17 to put the bickering behind her lied about her age started stripping as a minor and she was lonely and needed a better pad and larry was like the better dad that she never had and for once in her life she was stable no rent free utilities even cable and larry was in love it was evident but she only saw him as a friend to whom she gave pussy to instead of rent and she was quite wild white piles in her nose all night lifestyle he didn't mind that she partied a lot because he didn't know just how retarded she got he thought that she was the type of chick you trust he didn't know she was real promiscuous he should have seen should have seen she was really naive shit she was still only 19 and he was many years older but he seen her walk by in them tight jeans and he looked at her like that's my queen cause he thought that he could mold her but it don't work no the strip club closes and tina's on the freeway in the car with the club bouncer and dj they checked into the holiday inn they had an eight 